takes it out for Ekblad. Back to Hoffman, blocked by Polak and Rice! Another spectacular stop! Broussard tees it up and a save is made by Bobrovsky. Nelson, Barzell with the open net and he scores! Hi, and welcome to the Locked On Islanders podcast, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. I'm your host, Gil Martin. I'm an Islanders columnist and historian, and I wrote the book Ice Wars, which covers the complete history of the Islanders' rivalry with the Rangers from 1972 to the modern era. All right, everybody. Welcome to the Monday edition of the Locked On Islanders podcast. Hope everybody had a good weekend, at least a better weekend than the New York Islanders did. They played one game over the weekend, a matinee on Saturday against the Washington Capitals at the UBS Arena, and they fell 2 to nothing in a game. They really fell flat in, and we'll break down all the key takeaways from that game. We also preview this tonight and tomorrow's home-and-home series against the Philadelphia Flyers, and we'll talk about a suspension for an Islanders forward and the chance to get one more Islander to join Adam Pellick on the NHL's All-Star team. All that, plus our Islanders' birthday today, and a lot more coming up on this episode of the show. If you've got something Islanders-related on your mind, if you have a question, a comment, a topic that you'd like us to talk about on the air, feel free to email the show, the email address, lockedonislanders at gmail.com. And if you leave your first name and where you're from, we are happy to mention you on the air when we talk about whatever it is that's on your mind. You could also follow the show on Twitter at Locked On Isles, and you could follow me, Gil Martin, on Twitter at Ice Wars, N-Y-R-V-S-N-Y-I. We'll keep you up to date on all the latest Islanders news, notes, and happenings, and basically we will... uh, you know, let you know what's happening. And I also live tweet during every Islanders home and road game. So if you need some instant analysis, want to discuss something, get a comment in, always great to interact with fans during games and really anytime. So feel free to hit me up on Twitter when the uh, thought moves you. All right, lots to get to on today's show and a disappointing performance, really, for the New York Islanders on Saturday. They really had been playing better hockey in recent games. And then, you know, they they have a home game, yes, against the Washington Capitals. Caps had lost four straight, but look, we all know they're a good team. They're a contending team. So you had to figure that this would be a, a little bit more of a challenge. But you also had to think that this Islanders team would be up for the game, ready for the challenge, excited about the opportunity. No, this franchise historically in recent years, and I'm going back maybe 10 years or more, they have struggled, really, really struggled in matinee games, even at home where, you know, if there's a noon or one or two o'clock in the afternoon start, this team very often just does not come out ready. And yeah, okay, the players are breaking routine. I understand that. But there are enough matinee games that it shouldn't make that big of a difference. And, you know, 
when your backs are against the wall, like the Islanders are right now because of their slow start, you've got to be ready mentally to go out there and play the game. Now, J.G. Pajot was back in the lineup. That was a plus. All three members of the identity line in the lineup. And, you know, that that was certainly progress. But when the Islanders hit the ice, they just looked flat. And I'll start with this. Uh, the only goal that was scored on a goalie, it came only four and a half minutes into the game. Unfortunately, it was by Tom Wilson, every Islander fan's favorite member of the Washington Capitals. But it was a defensive breakdown of the worst order where Robin Sallow was caught out of position and the result was a wide open Tom Wilson who had an easy time putting the puck in the net. And look, I am a big fan of Robin Sallow. I think he has the potential to become a solid NHL defenseman a year or two down the road. But right now, you could see he is still struggling to adjust to the NHL game. And having him out there uh, with Andy Green, it just did not work well. And those two were in trouble on several occasions during this game. And, And one of them was the fact that they misplayed things badly on that goal. And the result was that Washington took that one nothing lead. After the first, let's say, 10 minutes or so of this game, the Islanders did make corrections on defense. And after the first period, they played better on defense. And certainly, Simeon Varlamov, who made 34 saves in this game, he did a solid job, made some big stops that kept the Islanders in the hockey game kept it one nothing when it easily could have been 2 or 3. And by the second period, you knew that this was going to be a tight game. But here's the problem. For the Islanders, where is the offense? It just wasn't there. And this team still hasn't learned that they need to shoot the darn puck more often. Too many times we see the Islanders trying to make that perfect pass to to set up the beautiful highlight reel goal when they have a very good scoring opportunity in front of them. And I'll tell you this, percentage-wise, if you take those good scoring chances and put them on net, you will get more goals over the long haul than you will if you try to make that perfect pass to set up the beautiful, pretty, I'm on sports center kind of a goal because those don't happen very often, especially on a team like the Islanders, which doesn't have a lot of elite skilled forwards on their team. Josh Bailey, clearly as guilty as anyone. He probably had the best scoring opportunity for the Islanders in this game. Uh, And you know, passed up a fairly, okay, not fairly, a wide open net uh, to make another pass and it didn't work and the result is no goal. The Islanders had 23 shots on goal as a team in this game. 
Do you know how many the identity line had all three of them put together? That would be zero. No shots for Cal Clutterbuck. No shots on goal for Casey Sezikis. No shots on goal for Matt Martin. And yes, Clutter had seven hits. And no, the identity line is not there to take a lot of shots and score a lot. That's not their primary function. But you got to do better than zero shots on goal. And I'll take it a step further. Out of those 23 shots, Oliver Wallstrom had seven of them. Seven of them. And no other Islanders player had more than two. No defenseman had more than one. No forward besides Oliver Wallstrom had more than two. And that is not enough. Matthew Barzal, your most dangerous offensive weapon, one shot on goal. Anders Lee and Brock Nelson, two. Bailey had one. Bavillier had two, including a breakaway chance that he couldn't put home. The Islanders, A, have to play with more emotion, which they didn't do until it was too late on Saturday, and B, they have to shoot the puck. They have to prioritize shooting the puck, and it can't just be Kiefer Bellows and Oliver Wallstrom doing that. Players like Barzal and Lee and Nelson and Bailey and Bavillier, your top six forwards, they should be averaging two and a half to four shots on goal per player, and they just aren't getting it done. And I know this team has a very specific system that they like to play, but you have got to put the puck on the net more often than this team is doing, or you're just not going to win enough hockey games. And we have seen that time and time again this season. And because of the slow start, and all the problems and issues that this team had with COVID and the schedule and everything else earlier in the season, if they don't start shooting the puck very soon, it's going to be too late to salvage this season. We have got a lot more to discuss on this episode of the Locked On Islanders podcast. We'll preview tonight's game at home against the Philadelphia Flyers. We'll talk about an Islanders forward who's been suspended for three games and uh, the all-star vote coming up to get one more Islander into the game. All that and more still to come on this episode of the Locked On Islanders podcast. Today's episode is brought to you by your friends at Built Bar. It's the new year, and that means New Year's resolutions. And if yours is about getting fit or eating healthier, make sure you include Built Bar with your plan. Built Bar is the protein bar that tastes like a candy bar, maybe even better than a candy bar. So Built Bar makes it easier to stick to your resolution because it tastes so good You'll want to eat it. Unlike other protein bars, they could be chalky or waxy or even taste like a chemical spill. Not Built Bar. You want to eat healthy. It just gets so boring by like week three, which is what now? You may be thinking, this is just not worth it. Where's the chocolate? But Built Bar is covered in 100% real chocolate. And most Built Bars have only 130 calories, just four grams of sugar and four net carbs. But they pack 17 grams of protein. And compare that to a candy bar, which has around 240 calories, 30 grams of sugar, and dozens of net carbs. And there's so many great flavors to choose from. Coconut almond, peanut butter brownie, raspberry, cookies and cream, salted caramel, which is my favorite, mint brownie, and many more. And Built is always coming out with new limited time flavors. So check out Built.com often to see what's new. Go to Built.com, use the promo code LOCK15 to get 15% off your order. That's promo code LOCK15 for 15% off 
at Built.com. So the Islanders got some news before the game on Saturday. Uh, it happened, I think, Friday afternoon that it was announced that Ross Johnston has been suspended for three games after he made a high check to the head of New Jersey's A.J. Greer. That took place on Thursday. And look, uh, at the end of the day, the good news is Greer didn't miss a shift. And uh, really, initially, then he left the game midway through the third period. So, uh, you know, this happened early, early in the game. But look, was it a high hit? Yes, it was. And, you know, Ross Johnston hadn't even taken a penalty yet all year, has no history of suspensions before this. So I I would have thought it more or less would have been a one or two game suspension rather than the three, but it was a headshot. It was a blindsided shot. And Johnston, you know, look, his size kind of works against him, but he did hit him in the jaw and... If you watch it in slow motion, it is really kind of difficult to watch. So, look, uh, Ross Johnston now going to miss two more games, the game tonight and the game tomorrow against Philadelphia. Also, uh, the Islanders now have a chance to get one more player into the All-Star game as the fans have a vote with one more player from each division uh, being nominated, and the Islanders' choice is not a big surprise, Matthew Barzal. But look, Islander fans, you got to vote. This is a fan vote, and Barzal is up against some stiff competition. You have Jakub Voracek, Andrei Svechnikov, uh, Jasper Brat, uh, Brat uh, Mika Zibinijad, Cam Atkinson, Jake Gunsel. And Evgeny Kuznetsov, I hate to say it, but really, Barzi, even though he's as talented as any of those guys, doesn't have the numbers overall. Barzi has 22 points. Hey, Zabinijad has 21 assists. Atkinson has 28 points. Gunsel has 37. Brat, uh, Brat has 32. It is not going to be easy for uh, Barzi to get in. But Islander fans, it's in your hands. So vote early and vote often. I believe you're allowed to vote as many as 10 times a day from now until the time that voting closes. Islanders set for a home-and-home against the Philadelphia Flyers. And again, Philadelphia, this is a team that is really in a slump. They lost again to the New York Rangers over the weekend by a score of 3-2. to two. The third straight game they've lost by a 3-2 to two margin. Their losing streak continuing. And look, this is a team that's been struggling on both sides of the ice. Goals for their 25th in the league. Goals against their 24th. Power play is not very good. Their 25th in the league with a 16.3 power play conversion percentage. The penalty kill a little better, more toward the middle at 19th with a 78.3% conversion rate. But overall, Philadelphia struggling right now. And really, uh, the Islanders need to take advantage. And they there's four points on the line. Islanders should not come away with less than three of those points in this situation. 
Claude Giroux, their captain and leading scorer right now with 29 points. He leads the team with 18 assists and is tied for second with 11 goals. Cam Atkinson is their leading goal scorer. He has 15 goals and is a plus nine right now. Uh, so the other, Joel Farabee, has 11 goals as well. James Van Riemsdyk with nine. But again, Philadelphia just struggling in the goaltending. Carter Hart and Martin Jones, neither one of them outstanding. I mean, Hart has a 2.94 goals against average and is 7-12-4 and four on the season. A 9-11 save percentage. Martin Jones, they seem to play a little better in front of him. He is 6-5-2, but the save percentage, 9-0-9. The goals against average, 3.33. So, again, this team is struggling. We look at the line combinations from their last game. Claude Giroux on the top line. He centers Joel Farabee and Cam Atkinson. Kevin Hayes is the second-line center with James Van Riemsdyk and Gerald Mayhew on either side of him. Scott Lawton is a quality third-line pivot. Oscar Lindblom and Travis Konecki are his wingers. And then the fourth line from left to right, Jackson Cates, Morgan Frost, and Zach McEwen. On defense, Ivan Provorov and Justin Braun are the top pairing. Cam York and Travis Sanheim, the second pairing. And then Keith Yandel, who's having a dreadful season defensively, is on the third pairing with Nick Sealer. Injuries and COVID affecting every team right now. Uh, Rasmus Ritzelainen on the COVID list. We'll see if he's able to come off before tonight's game. Check on Twitter. We'll let you know. On the IR, Sean Couturier, Samuel Morin, Ryan Ellis, and Nate Thompson, while Patrick Brown is out of the lineup. And we'll see whether or not, again, he or any of these players can get back in time for the two games against the Islanders Monday and Tuesday. Uh, Tonight's game, 7.30 at the UBS Arena. The Tuesday game, 7 o'clock down in Philadelphia. And the Islanders, again, you know, you look at the standings, you look at the situation, And this is an opportunity for the New York Islanders to really pick up points. The Islanders right now are five points behind the Flyers in the standings with seven games in hand. If the Islanders can get four points out of this and hold Philadelphia to none, they'll be one point behind with seven games in hand. Obviously, they need to get at least three points and look, Just shoot the darn puck. That has to be a change in mindset. We're still waiting to see whether Barry Trotz is coming back. No word yet. Also, on the health uh, or the return uh, of Kyle Palmieri, but hopefully he'll be back soon. Although, you know, I don't know what Palmieri adds offensively at this point. Big opportunity, crucial home-and-home division series here for the Islanders, and let's see if this team can get it done, because, you know, look, there's still 52 games left on the schedule, but we mentioned the Islanders need to get two-thirds of the available points out there, and winning a home-and-home series against the Flyers, this is a golden opportunity to get to that goal. When we come back, we'll have our Islanders birthday of the day and a lot more. More to come on the Locked On Islanders podcast. 
Today's episode is brought to you by your friends at Bet Online. Bet Online would like to wish you a happy new betting year as we continue our march to the playoffs and beyond. Bet Online remains the number one spot for all the best sports wagering action for 2022. It's a new year. And they have a new updated desktop and mobile website. So sign up today and you can receive a 50% welcome bonus on your first deposit. Just use our promo code locked on, one word, locked on, to get started. From football, basketball, hockey, boxing, and UFC, right to your favorite Vegas casino games. Don't wait to take advantage of all the amazing offers for 2022. Bet online is the fastest and easiest way to wager on all your favorite sports. So head on over to Bet Online, where the game starts. Time now for our Islanders' birthday of the day. We're a day early with this one, but uh, we want to wish a very happy 43rd birthday to former Islanders winger. Ruslan Fedotenko, nicknamed the Tank, standing six foot two and almost two hundred pounds, born in Kiev, Ukraine, broke into the NHL with the Philadelphia Flyers in 2000-2001, moved on to the Tampa Bay Lightning, won a Stanley Cup for uh, with the Bolts, and had an amazing playoff where he scored twelve goals in twenty-two games. Signed with the Islanders as a free agent for the 2007-2008 season. And in 67 games with the Isles, had 16 goals and 33 points to go along with 40 penalty minutes. Then went on to play for the Pittsburgh Penguins and the New York Rangers. Had a second stint with the Flyers before heading back to the KHL and finishing up his, NA, uh, his hockey career in the AHL with the Iowa Wild in 2015-2016. Fedotenko played in 863 career NHL games, scored 173 goals, had 366 points and 472 penalty minutes, add 108 playoff games, 22 goals and 40 points in those. We're going to go back and look at one of Ruslan Fedotenko's better games with the Islanders at the old Pengrove Saddle Dome in Calgary, Islanders and Flames on January 11th, 2008. Rick DiPietro, the goaltender for the Islanders, Mika Kiprasov in between the pipes for the Flames. And in the first period, it was the Islanders getting on the board first. Mike Sillinger, his ninth from Bruno Gervais at 8:18. Islanders up one to nothing early on the Flames, but the Flames tied it. At the 1542 mark of the period, Owen Nolan, his eighth from Alex Tangay and, and uh, Damon Lankow, that made it 1-1. But 17 seconds later, the Islanders responding, Trent Hunter, his seventh from Freddie Meyer and our Islanders' birthday of the day, Ruslan Fedotenko, 2-1 Islanders. And just a minute, nine seconds after the Hunter goal, Sillinger scores again his second of the game. Another assist for Ruslan Fedotenko and Trent Hunter. Time of this one, 1708, 3-1 Islanders after the first period. Owen Nolan, however, gets Calgary closer, makes it 3-2. His ninth from Alex Tangay and, Dame, and uh, Damon Lankow at 101 of the second. Then it's Craig Conroy. His sixth from Dion Phaneuf, another Islanders fan favorite, and Anders Eriksson at 158. So two goals in 57 seconds, and suddenly uh, this game is tied 
at 3-3. The Flames then take the lead late in the second period. Dustin Boyd, his fourth from Wayne Primo and Matthew Lombardi at 16-32. And that 3-1 lead is gone. The Islanders trail 4-3. But Ruslan Fedotenko answers for the Islanders. His eighth from Marc-Andre Bergeron and Trent Hunter at 17-55. After two periods, we're tied 4-4. We go to overtime, still tied at four. And then the Islanders end up winning the game in the shootout. And for that one, the Islanders skate away with a 5-4 win over the Flames. Great game for Ruslan Fedotenko. He had a goal and two assists in this one. He was a plus two, and he had three shots on goal. So again, Ruslan Fedotenko, a solid physical two-way center with some good hands as well. He turns 43 years old on Tuesday, and he is our Islanders' birthday of the day. All right, we will be back tomorrow when we'll have our key takeaways from the first game of this home and home, and we'll also have a preview of the second game. Make sure you uh, come around for that. I want to thank you for making Locked On Islanders your first listen every day. Now make your second listen Locked On Bets. It's your daily one-stop shop for all your gambling needs. Locked On Bets is hosted by your boy Q with expert analysis and insight from Lee Sterling. It is free and available on all platforms. Have a great day, everybody. Stay safe. And of course, let's go Islanders.